Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and the food consumption. And every Wednesday, we pull on that vast knowledge of a lifetime of J.C. Cole living on the fringes, New Jersey, coming to us undisclosed location in New Jersey from a bunker. It, uh, <laughs> I'm still digging the bunker. <laughs> Are you? Uh, I figured you'd be going to Fort Campbell to help them with their little project. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that. The Department of Defense announced that they are going to do a very aggressive backup generator program, which they're calling a microgrid. My rural electric guy says it's not really a microgrid. It's just a backup generator system. But the Department of Defense has announced they're going to be very aggressive. In case something is disruptive in the power supply, they're going to have a natural gas generated backup system at, at 135 locations around the world before 2025. Have they been listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think we better be listening to them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But by by just a little bit of a note, if they're on natural gas, then they don't control their supply of fuel. Um, whereas if you have a propane tank, a big propane tank, at least you know how much fuel you have. But uh, the natural gas can be turned off at any time. Yeah. Right. So it's not exactly a great plan. <laughs> it's um, a it's a federal government. What do you expect? Yeah. Um, you know, which, um, which furthermore, I, I didn't check these numbers, but I'm relying on my guy who knows this stuff. He's a lobbyist for the Nebraska Public Power District in Lincoln. And he said that that part of the world is relying upon very inexpensive hydroelectricity. And so unless the river dries up or they take the dam out, what could possibly go wrong? Right. And where exactly uh, is this that they're putting them in? Well, Fort Campbell, the one that caught my attention is Kentucky. But right. they say they're doing it to 135 military bases around the world. You know, which brings up the question, how many military bases do we have around the world? And why do we need them? You know, um, that is the best question out of that whole scenario right there. I think it's about 190 to 220. Um, uh, and uh, the last I read on our founding fathers, don't get involved in other countries' issues. Well, yeah. We're not very good at that part. No, we aren't. As we are sending two aircraft carriers to Israel. Um, well, I might have actually proven you wrong for, like, historically first time. I think it's second. <laughs> 750 U.S. military bases around the world in 80 countries. Did you ever see that map of Russia? And the comment, how dare Russia move their country close to all of our NATO bases? <laughs> no. Oh, isn't no. that the truth? 
Yes. And yeah, so this is this is the Cato Institute talking about the 750 bases in 80 countries. Um, it's just flat too many. Just get them shut down, and that's 2021, so it's not outdated stuff. Hey, you know, it's interesting because it gets right into our official debt is someplace over 30 trillion dollars. That's official. That means that means um, signed on debt. But nobody really talks much in the press about our liabilities, right? Um, which are over a hundred trillion. In other words, what are we? Re- our government is responsible to pay for. One is this massive government. I think um, what was it? I think uh, now government employees uh, exceed the amount of union employees. <clears throat> and then the other thing is, okay, so if we have that many bases, let's just say we have an awful lot. Actually, we have the most in the world. Correct. If we have that many bases. How are we going to pay for them if we if we go bankrupt? And even worse is how are we going to get our our military people back home if we go bankrupt? You know, and, and so um, uh, unfortunately, that looks like that's going to happen. There's simply no way to solve our debt issue except for default. I, I mean. Um, I have a loan. I'm sure most farmers, ranchers have a loan. And my balance sheet is determined amount on the the amount of liabilities listed right on there. And every time I talk to my loan officer, we talk about my liabilities. Why, Why do we not treat the federal government the same way? I want to tell you, there's a huge, I don't even know what $35 trillion is. But the difference between thirty-five trillion and a hundred trillion is huge. Absolutely. No, that's that's liabilities is a hundred trillion. You, know, you got to add the thirty in debt too. <clears throat> and then the other thing is, okay, so you look at your balance sheet and you have your liabilities and um, and your assets. <clears throat> okay, and technically bankruptcy means when your liabilities exceed your assets. But if you look at the banks asset sheet, they put on it derivatives as an asset, right? It, but who? But it's basically paper, mm-hmm. it's hot air. So what happens is all the banks are claiming that they are um, healthy, right? If you actually look at the, the amount of derivative exposure and, and if you say, well, those things are actually liabilities, then basically all the banks that have derivatives are bankrupt. Of course, I have, a, to- I have a personal classic example of that. So uh, I used to collect a lot of bull semen. This is mm-hmm. no joke. This is a true story. And I had two storage units with roughly 2,500 units of bull semen in them. Now, if I were to sell that bull semen, on average, it would be roughly $15 to $20 per unit. So every year, I would list my bull semen as an asset at worth $15 a unit. Now, just like a derivative, there's a difference between possessing something that you say is worth a value and what you could actually cash it in for. And then to make matters even worse, one day a couple of years ago, 
my semen tank went dry and I had zero units of bull semen. <laughs> right. And similar to that, the United States government and the banks, they are not using bull semen. They're using bull manure. <laughs> right. And, and, and here's wait a minute. Thing. No timeout. That's not true. <laughs> bull semen has basically one purpose. Bull manure right. has many purposes, and you can always achieve a value for bull manure because plants need it to grow. They also need carbon dioxide, <laughs> which I understand you've been quite busy reporting on. Um, you wouldn't believe how busy I've been on that. Right. And 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 so I, I just, on, on the financial edge show, I just want to say, look, our currency what is or was controlled by the Federal Reserve, which is a, bunch, a group of private bankers. <clears throat> and it has never been audited since its original founding in uh, 1913. So it's over 100 years they haven't audited the Federal Reserve. Do you think possibly, possibly that they could um, misallocate some of those funds? Mm -hmm. No, oh, no, that would never not. happen. Too much supervision. Well, and by the way, it's going to get into, uh, it's happening right now. All of the directors, of um, the head directors of the Federal Reserve have been of one bloodline the entire oh, time. Imagine that. Mm, that would be Kazarian. Yes, as a surprise. Right? And so it, I guess it means that no other bloodline has the skills to manage the world reserve currency. Rural right. route will manage time better than they manage money and be back with more JC Cole after this. Well, I got big news from certified Piedmontese. They are going to donate for our event next week in Broken Bow, Nebraska. Certified Piedmontese is donating a deluxe freezer filler. That's a certified Piedmontese beef basket worth well freezer filler not a basket it's a freezer filler worth more than one thousand dollars we are going to have raffle tickets for that as part of the brecon tyranny fundraising endeavors as our across the pond regaining control for the farmer tour continues but in the meantime i'll have details about how to get raffle tickets but in the meantime you can go to the website cpbeef.com this freezer filler is maybe something you want to consider uh, I know only one person is going to win it in the raffle, but you got to eat. And this is a pretty good deal to get a stockpile of tender beef. CPBeef.com, the most tender beef on the planet. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside J.C. Cole. Uh, before we get back to the Federal Reserve and all things not fun, when are you, what? Event, are you coming to join us on the Across the Pond Regaining Control for the Farmer Tour? I suggest you fly into Denver and join us at Brush, Colorado on October 28th. Yes. It'll be most convenient for you. Right. <clears throat> Does your tablet have Zoom? <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh. <clears throat> we're, we're not going to rely on technology for this week. We're going to do it in person, the old-fashioned right. way. Yeah, boy, I would love to. Yeah, actually, if I flew out, I don't think you could get rid of me. <laughs> the All-American Beef Battalion is going to be cooking bull steaks, if that matters. Oh, well, that sounds actually tantalizing. <laughs> Which is a derivative of bull semen at some point in time. <laughs> we we don't want to hear about that. Yeah. 
You know, this is a family show. Let's keep it a family show. <laughs> but it's a show. true story. No, there's nothing unfamily. It's all about the family when you talk about true reproduction. That's where the problem is. We have these kids that think you don't need a male and a female to make babies. Yes, um, yes, that's uh, that's uh, true. They're wondering, you know, w- w- where the chicken comes from that's in that package that mom buys at the store every day. Correct. And that, uh, right. And, Even worse, uh, they're not wondering where it comes from. They're just oblivious to the fact that it wasn't just made. All right. You were headed on a path with the Federal Reserve and the unaudited yeah. accounting system by the Kazarians. Right. And and so if we for those people, we obviously see that we have a very big problem ha- forming in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas. Right. Or the um, uh, the Arabs. And now just research it and you will find that the state of Israel was formed by the Rothschilds under the Balfour Agreement. OK, so in it is 48. It is a no, no. It, well, uh, the, the state of Israel was 1948, but the Balfour Agreement, I think, was 1917. Oh, right. Where Lord Rothschild, um, the Rothschild, basically, the Brits were losing World War One against the Germans and needed money. The Rothschilds funded them, um, but uh, wanted to have a small little piece of Palestine that uh, <clears throat> that they could have as a Zionist home uh, place, location. And that uh, that's written in a document. You can find the document on, on the web and it clearly shows and it says that other nationalities that were not of the Zionists are to be equally held. And now if you actually look at the map, Howard Turner has a map up of, of um, um, uh, Israel that the Israeli government have not met their conditions under that Balfour Agreement and have consistently expanded, taking away property that were the Palestinians for hundreds of years. Right. And and actually, if you get into the mess, many of the Israelis, um, I think uh, the um, Hasidic Jews, don't believe that they should have Israel at this time, according to their scriptures. So there's an argument going on between different factions of Judaism um, you, on you, what's correct. You just answered a question for me that I was going to ask. It is clear to anybody who evaluates what is happening in Israel, not just this year, but for the past four years, that Netanyahu and company are contributing to the depopulation of the earth. Because they have been committing genocide within their own country long before Hamas showed up with sticks and rocks and started trying to kill other other Jews. Right now, there's and another you just part, explained why that is. There's a there's another part um, that many people don't know. If I uh, if I'm understanding correctly, we donate about ninety billion dollars a year to Israel. Right. which is a stunning amount for for 9 million people. That's one. But also under U.S. law, my understanding is that the United States government passed a law that it should give no money to any country that has nuclear weapons that has not joined the nuclear security um, uh, pact. 
And Israel constantly denies that it has nuclear weapons. So there is a lawsuit that was filed in the U.S. district courts, right, um, that American aid to Israel is illegal under a past law of the, in the 1970s that prohibits aid to nuclear powers who don't sign the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. Okay, so you can look that up. So one guy, uh, whoever he is, Grant Smith of the uh, Institute for Research, um, <clears throat> claims that Israel, it's estimated that we've given Israel $234 billion in foreign aid. I think it's much more than that. I do too. Right? That they owe us. And now we're sending two uh, aircraft carriers to to the Middle East. Are you really Are you really thinking that Americans should defend a corrupt government? Oh, wait a minute! I'm not talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about Israel. All right. And by the way, they're one and the thing. same in my mind. It it is, and if you actually look at it, the Israelis are funding the Ukrainian Nazis, the Azov Battalion. So how can you have it that people who are claiming to be Jewish funding funding Nazis? I mean, there are pictures of them together. There's there's no denying it. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and and so we being we're being lied to again. We've actually, Trent, I, I listened to your uh, your excellent interview with Dr. Lee Merrick. Oh. I think she's I think she's fabulous, and and um, and uh, this this brings up another part. So, so did you listen uh, to her on my show or me on her show? Because we did both within a week. Uh, I listened to you on her show. Okay. Because yeah, I wanted to hear what happens when somebody actually interviews you. Yeah, they don't <laughs> right. get much time to talk. Right. And so here's another thing that Dr. Lee Merritt has pointed out. They did a study on the vaccines, if you want to call them that. I don't particularly want to. But and they found out that the, the highest effect that they had were on European whites and African blacks. But the lowest that's the blood lines, but the lowest effect, almost zero, were on two interesting bloodlines, one being the Amish and the other ones being Ashkenazi Jews. Okay, Ashkenazi Jews are Jews that immigrated a long time ago to Germany. That's who the Rothschilds are. That's who the Rockefellers are. They're related to the Ashkenazi Jews, right? And so if Israel just demanded that something over 90, 95% of their people take this um, clot shot, well, if they're from the Ashkenazi bloodline, then it doesn't have effect. But anybody who studies Judaism knows that there are different sects mm -hmm. of Jews and that um, there are African Jews. Um, and and um, I think they're called Sephardic. You know, and listen, I'm not a religious major, but, but the Sephardic Jews, then the plot shot would have effects on them. So is it possible that the government of Israel is now ethnically cleansing all the other non-Ashkenazi Jews? You, you saw the timeline that the Department of Health in Israel signed an agreement. Signed an agreement. It's available. I can't read it because it's not in English, but it's available. That in July of 2020, 
they started using the jab before anybody knew it was even approved or available on their own citizens. And by the time December 2021 rolled around, they had three jabs in these Jews. That was the hand of the Israeli government. According to some information done by Jewish doctors a long time ago, right, that the bloodline of the Kazarians do not have any DNA of Abraham. So they're not Semites. Mm-hmm. Right? Other Jews are Semites. So when they claim to be anti-Semitic, that's a lie. They're not Semites. That's one. And two, what they found out when they did the um, when they did the investigation that something like sixty to seventy percent of the Palestinians are of the DNA of Abraham. Oh, I did so not know that. And and I think this report is all on veterans today. Right. You know, you have to dig through veterans today. But there's there's a report right there from um, some guys that have some pretty good uh, intel. Ethnic cleansing is not only occurring in the Ukraine. It's occurring around the world right in front of us. And we are funneling money into it happening in both countries. J.C. Cole, Trantler, second half rollout just ahead. Let's talk about service when it comes to equipment on the farm. Simpson Farm Enterprises does a fantastic job with service. Big coverage area. The footprint for the Simpson family is incredible. The Apache sprayer technology is its as good as there is. I mean, it's all good. I'm sure everybody's good. What breaks it down is, is it reliable and can you get service when needed? Simpsonfarm.com. Simpsonfarm.com to find out. Welcome back, Roll Route, second half, Trent Luce, J.C. Cole joining us. Before we get back to that bit of infuriating information that J.C. just brought, speaking of forever working on CO2 pipelines, immediately after this broadcast, I am headed to Yuma, Colorado. I hope to see all of you in Yuma to be enlightened on the true dangers and the reasons that a CO2 pipeline is a bad idea. Yuma, Colorado tonight. I believe it starts at 5 30, 5 o'clock, 5 30 mountain time. See in Yuma. A terrible idea. Yes. And okay, so let me let me go back to um World War II, where the OSS was the um the Allies um basically uh security system. And that is turned into the CIA by Truman. Now, to my knowledge, it's never been approved by Congress. But the CIA then brought in uh, under Project Paperclip or, um, yeah, Project Paperclip. You can, you can look at it. Um, German scientists that they claimed were not Nazis, except for we have photos of them being Nazis. And officially, they said it's about 2,500, but it's estimated up to being 20 to 30,000. So the CIA is directly linked with the Nazis. Most people can't wrap that around their head and understand it. The CIA has been infiltrated since the 40s with Nazis, and they got put throughout a very large amount of our uh, industry, not just the space, but pharmaceuticals, air chem. Bayer Pharmaceutical was part of IG Farben, which was the industrial base behind Hitler. Bayer has a 
direct link to, to uh, the Third Reich. Okay, but people don't know. The CIA hired a guy named Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays was Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he was considered a pioneer in the field of public relations and propaganda. And he wrote many books, including Crystallizing Public Opinion, and uh, which was uh, 1923, and Propaganda, 1928. Right. So the CIA learned how to create propaganda and crystallize public opinion. Right. Do you think that this has been applied to us? And under the Obama administration, they canceled a law that made it illegal for the United States government to create propaganda on its own citizens. So now apparently it's legal. So now we're seeing this entire thing all play out related to the Nazis and the Kazarians. But you can't go on just blaming Obama and the left because back to your original point with uh, the CIA and the Nazis, you have Prescott Bush, who was a known contributor of the CIA, of the Nazis. And then George Bush becomes the director of the CIA. Not too hard right. to figure all this out. Correct. And, and Lenin had said it. The best way to uh, control the opposition is lead it ourselves. So, so both sides have been controlled by the same group behind the scenes, which are related to the Nazis and the Kazarians. And, and, and another thing, Rothschild funded Hitler to relocate Ashkenazi Jews to Palestine. And the, the rumor is that finally the, the Ashkenazi Jews in Germany didn't want to go because they had a good life. So Hitler put the pressure on it. And also, according to the Russians, according to uh, Lazarov, the minister of foreign affairs, Hitler is half Jewish. His mother was a, a maid at Rothschild's uh, chateau in northern um, Austria. Right. And so that Time gets out. the whoa, Jews. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me something I never knew? That Hitler is genetically Rothschild? That's my understanding. That's what the that's what the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Russia said. And I've actually heard it before that, I think through uh, veterans today. Of course, if you have lying, corrupt government, they will deny that and claim that it's anti-Semitic, except for mm -hmm. they aren't Semites. It's all, it's all, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bovine fecal matter. That's what I call right. it. Right. And they're using what's known as NLP, where they, where they uh, uh, criticize you with a term that has a lot of emotional effect, anti-Semite. How about climate deniers? How about uh, Holocaust deniers? Mm -hmm. You can't question the Holocaust, right? No, by the way, the Holocaust did happen, right? But part of the data was manipulated by who? The Rothschilds. Why? So that they could get Palestine. Right? And when the, 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 the honest Jews figure this out, they're going to be appalled that they've been captured. And, and uh, by the way, I, I, I'm appalled both. because I'm, I'm not Jewish in any way, shape, or form, never been to Palestine, but I'm captured. We've all been captured. 
We've all been we, everybody should be just appalled at the lie we've lived our entire lives. And and even more so, the Pope, the Pope came out and praised Klaus Schwab this week. I missed that. Great, uh, yo, <laughs> I think they're like Klaus Schwab's family is directly linked to the Third Reich. And now he's been pushing the rise of the fourth industrial revolution. Um, translated in New Jersey speak, uh, the rise of the fourth Reich. Mm-hmm. And we get back to the book. It's all documented. You know, uh, Jim Mars did an incredible book. You can get him on YouTube to, if you want to just see a, a short presentation on it. The rise of the fourth Reich. And what are we seeing? The rise of the fourth Reich. Right? So there's many layers to this, but I have to ask your opinion because I never have. With the known tie that Donald Trump has to the Rothschilds, Wilbur Ross, great example, um, and knowing that Lenin had this concept of the greatest way to lead the enemy or the greatest way to overcome the enemy is to lead them and running around getting everybody to wear the MAGA symbol, which is the highest priest form in sainthood or in a, sat- a satanic cult. At what point do people start saying, whoa, what's he really up to here? Well, I would say you have to have um, you have to have a discernible look at almost everything these days. We are being played. We have been lied to consistently our whole lives, such as such as um, uh, uh, petroleum is a fossil fuel. Have you right. found any fossils in in your, uh, no. your, your petroleum? No, no, coal is a fossil fuel, but petroleum is uh, abiotic and made by by the planet. How about uh, Tesla technology? Oh, free energy. Oh, no, no, no. We have to capture your energy costs so we, you can pay us. Who owns most of the oil companies? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you mean the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Queen of England, Queen of Holland? I just want to interject something else here because it's directly tied, and I see uh, this will be my point tonight if I get the opportunity to speak in Yuma, Colorado. All of the oil companies have invested in carbon capture storage. And they are working at, they only target the ethanol plants and the coal plants. So it's primarily an ethanol target. The oil companies have found a way to take revenue away from the ethanol companies and making them to live upon a subsidy for a period of time until they cut the throat. Why can't people see that? Because it's the oil companies that invest in all of these like Carbon America. Well, the whole thing with the ethanol, it's uh, the cash flows are all subsidized. Do you, you, you know, you get my Absolutely. understanding by the, the production of, of energy out of corn, you get 1%. 1%. It's a terrible use of energy and, it, and it's a terrible use of corn. And of course, who pushed that through? George Bush Sr., right? I mean, you know, and, and George Bush Sr. was also the first ambassador to China. Which where did all our companies go? China, and 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 so if you look at it, we've been um, as Sun Tzu says, right? The supreme uh, art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. We're, we're hook, line, and sinker, and now it's coming down to this point. Now look, we have an invasion coming over our southern border. I understand it's now up to fourteen thousand people a day, mm-hmm. right? And, and and I believe that. And what was 
Well, as this blurb, um, Chicago is now giving the migrants, they're not migrants, they're illegal and, uh, <laughs> illegal invaders, right? right? They've broken the law, right? If you broke that law, you'd be in jail immediately, right? So they're giving them If migrants. I thought about breaking the law, I'd be in jail right. for intent. That's true. And, and um, uh, which I'll get into another one, um, but uh, 9,000 in rental assistance, $9,000 in rental assistance. You know, give, give them um, $200 in airplane ticket assistance. Send them back. What's wrong? And this is going, this is going all <laughs> across, across the country. And now we see, and I, I, I all of a sudden it dawned on me, not only do we see our major democratic cities, Right. But we're seeing the capital city in almost every state getting an influx that is going to break their back financially and start civil war. And not only not only the capital cities. Right. Like, you know, um, uh, Trenton and New Jersey, you're seeing the county cities also getting the influx. You mean like the county seat? Yes. And so what happens when the county seat goes bankrupt? You don't have any county laws. This is just a nightmare for me. And nobody's doing anything about it. Well, that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. We've spent three legs of this journey, three quarters devoted to the problem. J.C. Cole will be providing us with solutions. 404. We don't have time for 101. Solutions 404 when we return with the last segment of Roll Rod after this. Let's talk about healthy living. Nitric oxide is an absolute vital part of your healthy living. Dr. Nathan Bryan would argue that in the human body, it is the most essential element of healthy living. It's been demonized. Why is it that all of these essential elements of healthy living have been demonized? I take a supplement every day, no2u.com, if you would like to get the science behind why I do that. And I've done that for 18 years. The only supplement I take every day, 18 years, I've been doing it. Get details about why it's important for cardiovascular health, why it's important for your immune system, why it's important for all functions that involve blood flow. You with me? It's about healthy living. Dr. Nathan Bryan has the answers. Go to the website, no2u.com, nitric oxide, N-O, number two, letter U. Put Trent as your coupon code, and that gets you no shipping and I think maybe a 10% discount. No2u.com. Trent is your coupon code. Welcome back. Trent Lewis alongside JC Cole coming to us from not the swarmed illegal invading city of New Jersey, Trenton. I my name is Trent, by the way, not Trenton. Right. Uh, what are what are the solutions? First is awareness, and that's what we're doing here. But next, yes, what's next? Um, uh, oh, awareness, and then um, apparently we're going to have a major fight, and so you have to get ready for that. And of course, of course, um, there's just consistent uh, information that our food prices are going to skyrocket, and our supply of food is going to drop, and our infrastructure is either uh, falling apart or being sabotaged. I think you, you know, I, I pointed out to you that. Uh, there was a railroad bridge collapse, which I've never seen a, a collapse like that. 
right, um, in Pueblo, Colorado, and uh, they had what, 15 cars of, of, of coal dump. So, you know, you can, you can swing by and pick up a few uh, bags. Um, but it looks, it looks like it's sabotage. And so could we have a, what's known as a fifth column in this country sabotaging our infrastructure, our ability to produce food, our uh, ability to refine oil, and, and, uh, and, and it looks like yes. Now, anybody who's followed the rise of the Fourth Reich know that they have that ability. That's my opinion. I haven't seen it proven, but that's my opinion. Right? And, and so um, the solutions are, are quite complex, I think, um, because it's such an overload. But one is to probably your, to get to your county sheriff um, and get them into the constitutional sheriff mindset. Right? And the other is start acquiring the assets that you need to defend yourself. And that's food, water, fuel, and guns, ammo, right? Um, night vision, thermal. I, I, I mean, and um, again, we had mentioned uh, there are some, you know, anybody who wants to know the list of good books to read on how to protect your own homestead, you know, just get on my uh, website and send me an email and I'll send it to you. I, uh, I have you all you need to do is pay attention to what's happening in ERCOT. ERCOT is the uh, electricity reliability, electric reliability system of Texas. It's Council of Texas. They're now begging coal fired power plants to come back online. And I have many people saying, well, Trent, you know, if we if we lose and go to intermittent blackouts, our hospitals are going to be in trouble. It's J.C. Cole that brought to our awareness that 87% of all households are on municipal water. Without electricity, you have no water. Correct. It's not just a hospital issue. It's probably one of the most important investments you can do is a, a decent gravity water filter that doesn't need electricity. Yeah. Let's, by the way, let's touch on, this is a very interesting week in history of significance. October the 16th, 1962, the Cuban, uh, the mm. Cuban Missile Crisis begins. Oh, really? Yeah, that's 61 years ago. Boy, does that uh, have a chilling effect at the moment. What do you think? And and then, um, uh, let's see, October 19th, so that would be tomorrow, 1781, the British forces under General... Cornwallis signed terms of surrender to George Washington in the end of our Revolutionary War. Are you sure it ended? Um, I, I think the war ended, but uh, then it went clandestine to capturing. Uh, there's there, numerous times the banking cartel of Britain has tried to capture our our currency, and and they successfully had done. I've done it a few times. I think it was Andrew Jackson that took it away from him and uh, they tried to assassinate him. But also October 19th, 1812, interesting, same day, Napoleon Bonaparte and his army begin to retreat from Moscow. Um, so you have it two, two very interesting times um, in, in world history and war. So 
and, and actually today, October the 18th, 1867, the United States formally uh, took possession of Alaska from Russia, having paid $7.2 million. Uh, that was a good investment. Yeah, um, which was about two cents an acre. And uh, um, and 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 there are actually Ooh, some Russian folly. You left that part out. Yeah, and yes, of course they make fun of everything, like Fulton's folly, the steam engine that actually modernized industrial transportation. Um, but yeah, you know, hey, um, we might need to be locating a steam engine here directly. <laughs> I, I I but uh, you, you, as a prepper, I found that uh, there's a guy that makes a. 20 kilowatt steam engine or um yes it would yeah it would be about 20 kilowatts uh, maybe it's 20 horsepower and then you can convert that into electricity probably 10 kilowatts but you can run on steam right and of course you go to any old farming fairs you'll see these monstrous oh, yeah. steam engine tractors um that are, you know weigh i don't know <laughs> 60 tons uh, amazing if Before you uh, if you try to call me today and i don't answer it's because i'm out in the yard building the old wheel so i can tie my 22 horses to a wheel to turn it to generate a, a power yes there you go <laughs> right um i mean the, the, actually get the book get the book when technology fails because it has a good um uh, information on alternative uh, power areas you know um and uh, uh, of course, also dare to prepare by Holly Dale, but th th this is coming. I mean, I mean, it's just across the board. It looks like we're going to lose certainly part of the electric grid. We're um, we're going to um, have some form of currency change. I, I I don't know which direction it's going to go in. And uh, of course, if um, if the Middle East and and uh, also Russia um, goes hot. Um, you'll see the price of uh, gasoline double, triple, quadruple, um, right? And that, that's not, not counting any potential um, uh, sabotage on our, our country. I, I continue to say this to you, but I'm perplexed that I, I, we do not see an upward shift in fuel prices at the pump already. They continue to remain steady and and weaken over the time. I mean, it was three sixty nine in most of Nebraska for the last two weeks, and yesterday I saw three forty nine. I, I don't understand how that's happening. I think well, well, the, let's just say the financial markets are are quite complex. If you look at the stock market, it has no relevance to any of the historical uh, um, components. Um, you know the. Uh, it looks like the stocks are so overvalued. So, so we we simply don't have the information what's going on behind the scenes, really financially. Um, but here's an here's another interesting one. Stockholm is going to ban gas and diesel cars starting in 2025. It's like, oh, okay, that allows electric cars and hybrid trucks, right, with fuel cell vehicles. Like, uh, okay, yeah. Well, they, and they seem to be blowing up on a pretty regular basis. And also, also Sweden's probably the most, um, uh, how would you say, um, cashless society in the West at the moment. So let the Swedes be the uh, the lemming, lemmings 
running all <laughs> running off the cliff into the into water. Well, if you have a cashless society and you lose electricity, how are you going to pay for anything? <laughs> uh, say it with me in unison, pork bellies. One thing I I, I watched a, a very good documentary on the clot shot and the uh, by Dr. Brian Artis, and I think he's accurate. And so you can search for it. it's called the antidote, the explosive truth. Um, and so I think this was saying that this devious plan to drop the population by 90% has some flaws and that you have to protect yourself on it. Um, and, and for those who, um, both for those who have taken the shot and those who haven't taken the shot, um, uh, it's highly recommended to watch that film um, and get some information because I think he's accurate. Right. And, uh, and uh, he continues to be a voice of, sound reason i need to get a hold of him and get him on the air right and 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 you just get crazy things like the meat giant tyson which is huge and um right tyson foods reveals a new insect plant mm -hmm. i, I was going to bring that up tomorrow on across the pond you're right spot on and i wonder i wonder who uh, owns the most of tyson's stock Bet you, bet you, you can guess, right? Well, and yeah, I'm betting that they also own a Navigator CO2 pipeline, which just laid off a bunch of people, and it's called BlackRock. But I'm going to search it and see if I can find the answer to that before the end of the program, which is a minute and a half away. Right. And so one thing I like to do every once in a while is the prepper tip of the week, right? As crazy as it sounds, you may want to buy a simple old-style winding alarm clock <laughs> right i looked them up on that site that we're not allowed to mention on the air um and uh, they're they can be at least ten dollars right because i i picked up a couple at a, a rummage sale um for a little bit less than ten dollars but what happens when the electricity goes out how are you gonna tell time um you know the the old-fashioned way you, you get a winding watch Largest shareholders of Tyson Foods would include a group consisting of Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, State Street Corp. Shocker. That's a shocker. Uh, By the totally way, did you totally look missed up, that one. Yeah, look, look, look up the definition of Vanguard. Uh, not, not the company, the word. We've successfully journeyed down. Here's the point. Do your own research. Prepare for yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. We've successfully journeyed down the path, connecting food producers and food consumers for J.C. Cole and Trent Lewis. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Life is powered by coal. That's not just a slogan. That's reality. Truth of the matter is that we are coming upon a time, as J.C. and I talked about, with intermittent electricity. The thing of it is, it's not necessary. We have 800 years worth of coal. Coal generates the most reliable supply of electricity you can have. Why? The wind doesn't have to blow. The wind can blow. The wind can be not blowing. It can be an absolute storm. It can be a blizzard. And what does coal do? continues to burn to make electricity. And last week when I was in the coal field in North Dakota, I learned that the commitment, despite the weather, it's like ranching. You have to be there nonstop. Get details about the human element in lignite 
at lignite.com.